Well, in a week where two podcast members turned 30, we yet again consider how on earth Andy Halliday is still younger than us. My name is Jarvie, and I'm joined once again this week by Simon, Hammy, Paddy and Cameron. Together, we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Craig Gordon made his 200th appearance for Hearts at the weekend. Uh, and with an, another milestone hit, you know what that means? Yes, it's time for another Quiz Boys. I can't even remember what his last milestone was when we done the quiz. What was that? Silence. No one remembers. No idea. Like, first of all, right, so he's made 200 appearances. How many clean sheets do you think he's had? No, enough this season. 75. <laughs> Less than that, 63. I'll go 62. Oh, what a prick. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, fuck you, Hammy, because Cameron had just beat you because it was 66. <laughs> <laughs> you I didn't room. actually say, but I'll go for 66. <laughs> <laughs> was a good year for the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, the same as last time. Um, what was number one in the UK box office charts, uh, music-wise? What was number one in the charts? When? Well, sorry, back when he made his debut. Acorn Lonely? <laughs> what a shout. <laughs> not this time, not this time. It's out. It couldn't be more opposite. What was number one? Nickelback. No, even, even worse, a very poppy song. Like the definition of pop times two. With this number one. Nick. What year was it? The Cheeky Girls? <clears throat> well, you're, you're along the right lines in a way. Um, I don't have the date, and I had it in my phone, but I forgot to put it on the agenda. So you'll just need to guess. <laughs> just need to try and remember when he made his debut. <laughs> um, so it's like the Cheeky Girls. It'll be something like, um, I don't know, Hearsay or something. Well, you're, you're very close, Sammy. I'll, I'll tell you what it was. It was Will Young in Gareth Gates oh. and Winding Road slash spe- <laughs> specific <laughs> suspicious <laughs> names. I'm really glad you had this segment. <laughs> absolute disaster so far. And uh, Paddy, big movie man yourself. What was number one in the box office when Craig Gordon made his debut without knowing when that was? It was... Was it the first Spider-Man film with Tobey Maguire? <laughs> no. <laughs> 2001, Pads. Yep. Oh, when he made his debut in 2001. Auntie Yemi was still at us in 2001. Was it Lord of the Rings? Was he in a cup game? Was it Was it Gladiator? No, Gladiator was must have been way before then, was it? I think it's about that. No, it was, a, it was a Jason Statham movie. The transporter. It was. It was the transporter. Well done, Harry. Apologies for clarification, Gladiator. It was 2000. <laughs> was it just 2000? Is it? Feels like it came out 20 like years ago. That. 20 years ago. 20 years came ago. Out. Yep. When, when me and you were just 10 years old, Simon. <laughs> How are you feeling after turning 30? Stiff. 
<laughs> for all the right reasons, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Right, what'll be the hearts eh? Um, but first, I wanted to ask your thoughts on Derek McInnes uh, after his sacking during the week. He's had eight years at Aberdeen and on paper, he's kind of achieved everything you would hope hearts would uh, as a manager for all his consistency at the top of the table, finishing best of the rest, even a good spell finishing second when Rangers were doing the divisions. Do you feel it's harsh after all he got for Aberdeen or can you kind of understand why they're wanting him away after eight years now? I mean, he never won the Champions League and I really want Hearts to win that. So he didn't do everything I expect from a Hearts manager. <laughs> it seems like a, a sort of natural ending. The manager cycle seemed to get shorter and shorter. So I think eight years at any club nowadays is a, is a great achievement. And I think it just gets to a point where things need to be refreshed. Nothing lasts anymore. So I think it's just a natural finish. So it's the both of them get a fresh start. Um, do you think if McInnes had done that at Hearts with our fan base, do you think he'd still be at the club? Or do you think it would have been away years ago? It would have been away years ago. Right. So it's a tricky one now. Eh? Because, I mean, can you imagine if we go back up and we finish third four years in a row? You know, we wouldn't just be happy with that. He'd want more. Yeah. It's a really, really tricky one now. Eh? And I think, I mean... I think it sort of comes down to fan expectations and everything, but I think if you're consistently finishing third as a team, you should be aiming higher. Um, and I don't think there's any reason why Hearts as a team, if we were consistently finishing third, why we shouldn't be aiming for second or even first. Um, what's the point in going into this league and just saying third's enough? Nah, mm. Come on, you you want to at least, at the very least, challenge it. I know it's, it's not as easy as just saying it, but with the golfing money that there is, but I don't know, I just think going into that league and trying to go, ah, oh, as long as we finish top six, that'll be all right. It just seems pointless even playing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Aye, and, and money is obviously a factor in, in Scotland, and when you've got a lot more money, it's a lot easier to win these games. But you see small teams all the time do really well, and, and it's all about just being coached well and budgeting well and making yeah. sure we sign the right players. And to be honest, Hearts haven't even been doing that, so it's just sort of getting the basics right. No. I, have a, I have a funny line in the link to the, the Aberdeen role and uh, they were they were linked with Sven Gordon Eriksson and this is what he said he said I've never spoken to my agent about this or anyone at Aberdeen if something does come up that interests me I might be interested but this will not happen in Scotland <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> well it's your thing uh, he can't kind of go down the beach in a thong in Aberdeen <laughs> but you could, but you'd probably be arrested. That's the difference. Um, but yeah, a funny one, McInnes. For all those consistent finishes in the league, they've been they've only won one league cup, and they've always been absolutely dreadful against Celtic and Rangers. Shite in Edinburgh as well. They've barely picked up a point at Tynecastle. Somehow, even for our worst spells, um, and even bad at Easter Road. So. Not a big game manager, McInnes, but they're good at polishing off all the wee teams. He's pretty much the opposite of every Hearts manager we've had. <laughs> We're shite against the wee teams, but always put up at least a good fight against the old firm and what have you. Um, why? Well, that's McInnes. Goodbye. See where he goes. He'll probably disappear to like English League One. Yeah, we'll see him back in Scotland in a couple of years. Uh, now, Paddy. We've had two bounce games through the last week, winning 3-1 over Motherwell, two goals for Henderson, one for your favourite player, Elliot Freer, 
uh, we beat Partick Thistle 2-1. Another goal for Henderson. One for your other favourite player, Christoph Berra. Do your favourite players deserve a chance back in the first team? And the word, no. <laughs> um, no. Uh, any thoughts on, on Henderson? Um, do you think he's going to get a fair bit of game time once the season's hopefully wrapped up soon? I hope so. Um, I think, you know, the times that we've seen him this season, he's he's really not looked at anything. You've barely noticed him in the games. But I think after playing a couple of bounce games and scoring three goals, that's you sort of getting your chance to play, in my opinion. Um, you know, maybe the pressure's off a little bit. He's able to play a bit better. So in two or three games when the league's mathematically done, I'd like to see him to see what he can do. Um yeah. Where do you think Henderson fits in if we keep sticking with this diamond formation? Striker. Yeah. Uh, one of the front two. Playoff big Nandwili. Yeah. I guess that's the thing as well because he's, he's been played we've, we've it twice. seen him at striker. Yeah. Hi. So it'd be interesting to see what he is like. If you'd like up when big Nandwili, maybe take Boise's spot if he's going to be out for the, the international games as well. Um, yeah. you know, there, there's certainly an opening there and if let's say three goals and two bounce games go for it play him up front where he's used to playing rather than out in the wing where he's been anonymous really and I'd much rather see him than Naismith mm-hmm. yeah Aye, you would exactly Aye, an exciting option there's spaces there for him we shall see we, but we all know fine well as soon as Boyce is on international J Nielsen will just go six at the back near <laughs> <laughs> one up top uh, so right, that's the bounce games well done to all the young fringe players and Elliot Freer Paddy. <laughs> uh, Anne Budges had a, a few big interviews in the last week um, and one of her bits was confirming that her 75.1% stake in the club will be transferred to the Foundation of Hearts this summer However, she will stay on as chairperson of the board for another year to see through the transition period. Paddy, not long now until you're in the hot seat on behalf of the podcast on the board. How are you feeling? You starting to get excited? Oh, I've got so many plans. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. What have you got up your sleeve? What are you thinking? Um, Well, apparently Edison Cavani wants out of Man United, so I'll be back on that train. (laughs) Pushing for that. that. And then my favourite player ever, Mario Balotelli, will be coming to Hearts. I can promise the fans that and a statue will be <laughs> in his likeness. <laughs> nice. Cavani and Balotelli in a Balotelli statue. I'd, I'd be all in for that. You'd get my vote. Okay. Well, there were some tidbits and news. Um, now let's go over to, to Jolly to see what he's got to say on the week. Hello, Jolly. Are you there? All right, Jarvie. I believe congratulations are in, in order for two of the boys. Survivor into your 30s, eh? So, so one year pays you go contracts for here, gents. Name a party for you, burning the candles each end, kind, unless you what I end up like me. <laughs> so, Jolly, how have you been in the last week? Are you keeping well? I know, bad Jarvie. I've been keeping myself busy, like, you know, uh, you know try to stay. Stay busy, keep my, my mind active. So, be keeping abreast of the current affairs on the books, Ken. Aye. And a pretty grim news week in the news, like, eh? and, and just as you 
thought it couldn't get any worse. I seen the night that Thorntons have announced that they're shutting all their shops in the UK. And I'll tell you, I'll miss them. The, the high street will be a mere better place without them for sure. <laughs> <laughs> On the plus side, though, you know, I see, see, see your pal at the, the Scottish Tory party, um, Douglas Ross. He's, he's pledged if he, if he gets into office that he'll give everybody £500 a, for a retraining grant, he's got it. So, you know, that must be how he got his job, you know. It's one of these £500 crash courses on YouTube or something. Fair referee, TMP and three easy steps. <laughs> Sign up below like some kind of Ponzi scheme. You know, seriously, though, I think I'm sure, sure that adds a lot of comfort to all the folk at Thornton's that are losing their job, you know. They'll be over the moon with that £500, you know. They could retrain and potentially become the next arts manager or something, you know. A <laughs> lot, lot of potential possibilities there, you know. But you think about other folk that might see, you know, Elliot Freer in the summer, he might be able to train and become a football player. And, uh, <laughs> and then, and I guess there, there's yourself, Jervie, you know, if you wanted to take it, you could become a, a proper radio host. You know, none of this malarkey, go on with your life. <laughs> also, you know, watching it, I've seen, seen some Egypt somewhere in, in America, I think it was, he spent $69 million on a, an internet picture, a, a picture for the internet. So he, he's obviously no work to it that Google Images is free. <laughs> World's gone mental, mate. But there are the point. Fish cakes. I mean, <laughs> I, I came, I came into possession myself of some, you know, some fantastic fish cakes across the weekend, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, what do you eat with fish cakes? You know, they're they're an eternal conundrum. You know, you can't have chips with them because a fish cake is about seventy five percent tatty anyway. You probably have it with beans, but then it feels like your plate's missing something. So. I can't work it out. I don't know what I eat with fish cakes, lads, and I'm, I'm looking for a bit of help. I'm not going to lie. What I did is I went to my happy place and I just stuck them on a roll. <laughs> but never again, so eh? fish, fish doesn't belong in a cake. No, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and then, of course, you know, I've seen, seen the news this afternoon about the, the big boxing fights next for later this year, you know, um, Fury and and Joshua, they're, they're going to get on in the ring. And I thought, on that note, you know, getting at the hearts of the matter, you know, I, I like watching the boxing myself. And I was thinking, here's a question. Here's a question that the boys will like. If you could pick any hearts player, you know, past or present, to get into the ring, you know, you, you get to watch him in a fight, who would it be? Phil Stamp. Um, I was going to think about as which hearts player I'd want to get in the ring when punch fuck it. Is it Michael Stewart? Careful, man. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just thought who's in the squad right now and who would I probably be able to batter? And it's Elliot Freer. <laughs> I'd probably uh, choose uh, John Sutton. John Sutton? Uh, he, he was pretty hard, like. You're one. You always want to pick one of the players that looks like they're coming out, coming out of the tunnel, chewing a wasp, getting, getting the right up for it. One of the types. No, my, my choice was Stephen Naismith. I, I thought he'd be like when you see the boxing from like when they just invented boxing. They're like Popeye jumping about the ring. I, I think <laughs> Naismith would be like that. And so you're trying to tell to... me you try to say that Stephen Naismith that old he was around when they invented boxing. <laughs> he might have well been. <laughs> he might have well been. I think he'd be a right good boxer. He's maybe just passed that a bit now, but in his heyday, could have been. But you're still, Hammy? 
Uh, I think I would have to go with uh, the big unit that was Connor Salmon because he never looked happy as well. He sort of reminds me a bit of the Undertaker if he had hair. Um, <laughs> I think the Undertaker's got plenty of hair. Okay. <laughs> Aye, Connor, if Connor Salmon had hair, that would look weird, though, wouldn't it? Ugh. What a, a bald Undertaker or a oh, well, he did become bald, didn't he? <laughs> Aye, there you uh, go. Yeah. I think that right. hair was just attached to his hat. <laughs> <laughs> like a big party hat. <laughs> Aye, exactly. Well, I'll tell you what I went with this, boys. You know, I've looked at it through a different lens and, you know, you're picking football players, you know, who are, you know, predominantly use their feet. Now, I've thought about this and thought, I'm going to pick a goalkeeper who's used to, you know, coming out and punching balls. So, I probably, I've just went with Anthony Emi. I thought I'd like to see him in the ring. I think he'd be a, a solid, solid one in there. But I have got a wild card as well. Gary Locke, because... The press conferences would be fantastic. You'd, you'd, you'd be no messing about with it. Wouldn't they be selling tickets? It would just tell you as it was. I think that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I was going to go Bobby Zamal, to be honest. I bet Bobby can fight. It's a good shout, going my keepers. Good point, Jolly. Um, anything else for us? Is that is that you? Fish cakes and over and out? <laughs> Fish cakes, stay away from them. Wash your hands for the hearts. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Super. Thank you, Jolly. That was exciting. Um, Kim, what's not exciting? Win ratios. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Anderson puts a big, massive article. I'm not sure if anyone used one of their uh, three free articles this week and read this. Um, but Barry has put that if we continue on our form, we are on course to get a 68% win ratio this season which is more superior than Robbie Nielsen's Dundee United side last season, who got 64%. Previous to that, Ross County also got 64%. And somehow, Hibs went up with just 53% win. They had something like 15 draws in their promotion season. So the article asked the question, are we all just being a bit harsh on our losses and draws we've had this season? Are things actually going really quite well? What do you make of that? I don't want to compare us to the likes of Dundee United, Wraith Rovers and Hibs. <laughs> Simple as that. I want to do better. I, I don't care about win percentages and that. What I'm seeing with my eyes just isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. So for you, is it more that even the wins have just not been pleasing enough? Has that been the problem? I think it's been a bit disappointing, yeah. But there hasn't seemed to really been any consistency in performance and strategy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hammy, with those performances, are you surprised to see us running away with the league? You know, so much more than other teams in recent years. Um, yeah, in a way, I I think you know we say we're running away with it, and, and we are, and we're not going to lose it and everything. But I think a lot of that's actually down to the fact that the teams below us can't seem to perform at all. Everybody's just taking points off each other. We're just sort of chugging along, getting the wins, playing poorly, but getting three points most of the time. Um, and nobody can, yeah, like Wraith and Dunfermline are just, every time you think, oh, they're going to, they've got these games in hand, they'll take some points and it'll be a bit, a bit scary. They lose or they draw. And it's just, it's just odd. And so, aye, we're running away with it, but we're not doing it 
I think the what is it 13, 15 points, whatever at the moment, it's it looks a lot better than what it actually has been, I think. Mm-hmm. But you, I mean, at the end of the day, we're going up. That's all we need to do. The, the last two weeks, the last two wins have been super important. Imagine we didn't win both those games. The amount of pressure that would be on that team and Robbie Nielsen mm-hmm. for, for not picking up, what would that be like, five, six games in a row that I win? Yeah, if, yeah. They, if they hadn't won both of them, so mm-hmm. really that that they were huge, and I think it, they were they were important, and that kind of settles me on terms of being caught. Mm-hmm. I think we all know the season's in the bag now; it's very close. But looking ahead to next year, um, another thing Anne Budge said in an interview, which I pick, picked up on, she said, "For the next couple of seasons, it's going to be essential spend only, minimising loss and just surviving." Now that sounds quite worrying when you know you'd you'd hope to go back up there with a, a big increased wage budget and go out and, and strengthen the squad. Do you think it's just gonna be a case of, you know, say better retires and there's five grand a week? And that's I think it's I think it's a game strategy. I think hearts are all right for our money. We're probably not losing as many much as every other club. It's gonna be a buyer's market, and you're not gonna go into a buyer's market telling everyone you've got money. Hmm. That's very true. That's very true. I think I think our money struggles, which is obviously on behalf of COVID and not, you know getting relegated and things, but all the other clubs in the Premier League are going to have these same issues. Um, mm-hmm. After a year of very little income, I think all clubs are going to be struggling a bit. But as Simon says, I think we're in a better position as we've got however many fans contributing money every month. Mm-hmm. We should be anyway, and if we're not, then that's worrying. But I think I think Simon's right. I think we'll be fine. It must be so hard for for Ann Budge and well, every club to try and budget for next season when they still don't know when fans are going to be back in grounds as well. I think we can safely assume for that. Surely for the start of next season, there'll be most fans in. If they're talking about in England having twenty thousand fans at the the last couple of games, surely we can't be too close yeah. for having full stadiums at the start of next season. Yeah, so ten thousand cap, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Maybe, I'm not sure, sorry. Yeah, maybe 10, or maybe that's the Euros, but I mean, if you can get 10,000 fans safely, socially distanced in Tynecastle, I don't know, like we might have a, a lesser headcount than that, but it's going to be more money regardless. Yeah. I'm just thinking by, by what is it, August will be the first couple of games, July? Yeah. Surely we'll be getting most people vaccinated by then. Surely. Yeah. Hope so, but it wouldn't be unlike our government to fuck things up. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's see what happens. Eh? And I'm speaking for all governments when I say that. <laughs> um, when you when you think about spending, like we spent 200 grand to get an uh, Mac and F in January, like that was yeah. a huge bit of business when you think about. It. That's for Hearts to spend that amount of money at any time is a lot of money. Like mm. I think it's kind of gone under the radar how much money that is. It's a lot. Aye. It's a big old deal. Um, we'll speak about McInef and Andy Halliday in a wee bit. But I'm starting to think with you know Budge suggesting things like that that Andy Halliday will be a first team player next season. Do you? Yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere in the summer. If she's but if she's actually being if she is what she's saying is true, then why have they not been trying to blood in more of the younger players this season? That's, that'd be the bit I don't get. You'd surely want to blood in more of the younger players to get first-team opportunities to see if you can take any of them up with you. 
Paddy, barely we, done it with any of them. We've covered this, Paddy. Robbie Nielsen hates kids. Need to just. <laughs> You never know what will happen. I mean, we do have all our promising youngsters other than McGill out on loan now until the end of the season with the return of Leagues 1 and 2. So what, McGill, Henderson, I don't think there'll be anyone else split into the first team between now and the end of the season, unfortunately. But it would make sense, absolutely, because you then make money from those players as well since we never keep hold of any of them. <laughs> exactly. And it makes the, it makes the contract situations even more bizarre to me that mm. they're not offering oh I've completely forgotten his name I can't believe that Irvin. Andy Irvin Andy Irvin aye yeah they're not offering him a decent contract mm-hmm. aye I mean what we said last week they're they're not discussing any player contracts until we know what team what uh, league we're in next season almost said what season we'll be in next season again <laughs> Um but we know fine well that's such an excuse that that is no that is just pure diversion tactics and delaying it with our Andy Irvin. Right, it seems fine like well where we're going to be using a bit of an excuse. Yeah, I don't like it. It's all a bit of a mess now. We shall see. But that's all the all the bits and bobs and jolly. Uh, where we talk about some football. Um, Simon, same lineup as last week. Uh, did we seem to play in a in a diamond formation again? Yeah, um, it was the exact same lineup. I can't remember how many times we've actually kept the same eleven from week to week, but it's got to be under five. Um, but yeah, the same lineup as always. We had uh, a sort of diamond with uh, Irvin at the base, McInniff and Halliday doing the running, and Mackay Stephen behind Boyce and Nandwili. And then I think it was kind of halfway through the second half we changed to pretty much a straight four four two, with uh, Boyce coming deep, and um, Gary McKay Stephen on one wing and McInniff on the right. And the only really conclusion I've got for that is, I don't really think McKay Stephen's up to it. No, I think that's that's kind of it for me. Um, either needs a rest or it just needs to because we've tried them down the middle two weeks in a row. Last week was a bit of a catastrophe. This week, I kind of forgot he was playing at times. They put him out onto the left, still no luck. The only thing I can suggest is maybe playing him on the right and having him cut inside, but Nielsen likes playing wingers who can cross the ball. He likes playing wingers on the side that they have the foot. Mm-hmm. So I can't see it happening. Uh, it's quite concerning, especially that he's probably on a, a good chunk of money as well. <laughs> Like, I never thought I'd say this, but I'd much rather see A.D. White on the left there. Yeah. Or or we'll come on to, to Walker playing at 10 again shortly, but uh, GMS has to get dropped now. He's had yeah. all his chances. It's where we dissect the game and, and cover off some stuff as we go through it as usual then. Um, now, the first 15 minutes, uh, due to my £80 stream being down, uh, VIP box crew, <laughs> how was it? How was the opening little while? Um, uneventful, really. I, yeah, there wasn't much to talk about at all. One of the most boring halves of football I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was dreadful the first half. From, yeah. from what from what I see, what I seen, yes. <laughs> um, a couple of notes of interest from the first half, though. Uh, on the twenty-first minute, Andy Halliday 
hit a one-on-one straight at the keeper and uh, Nand really made a fantastic block to stop Halliday tucking it, up, tucking it away on the rebound. Didn't <laughs> There's no much you could do about that, eh? <laughs> it was a bit of a mess and they both kind of got a bit confused. I think they both thought the other person was going to take it and aye, just a bit of a mess. Yeah. Uh, just on Andy Halliday, uh, we basically refused to discuss how good he was last week. <laughs> so let's move <laughs> Um, nod to that just now and to be fair to him I thought he actually played acceptably well maybe a, a 7 out of 10 at the weekend there yeah it seems like limiting his sort of role has really helped him and not like that's a bad thing it's it's never good when a player has to think at least that he has to do more than than he's comfortable doing um, so sticking an extra centre mid in there and having McInef able to do a lot more running than him and having Irvin being able to sort of control the tempo, he can just be a bit destructive and bomb about, and it, it seems to work for him. No, Box to box, left inverted winger. <laughs> the most weird position I've ever seen, but he's fantastic at it, to be fair to him. Um, aye, we'll uh, keep an eye on Halliday. Do, do you think he's been so underwhelming for what, well, well, it's easily a majority of the season now, do you think he can win fans back if he keeps it up until the end of the season? I think with someone like that, it's it's just about seeing it consistently into next season as well. If Andy Halliday comes and he plays 7 out of 10, Michael Smith levels 8 out of 10 every week, then I definitely he's won it back. But it's just about, everyone can do it once or, once or twice a season. It's about seeing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, speaking of Michael Smith, it occurred to me after about 30 minutes that air seemed to be targeting him almost. Uh, constant long diagonals and attacks down his flank. Uh, but Michael Smith potentially came out of that game as man of the match, do you think? Good to see him bounce back. Mm-hmm. He seemed to deal with everything pretty calmly as usual. Yeah, I mean, this this has been his worst spell in Maroon as well over the last, what, four games. You know, he's he's been pretty subpar, Michael Smith. Yeah, I think um, having uh, McInef in front of him doing doing a lot of the running as well and, and McInef's got the fitness that he can sort of cover right mid and centre mid mm-hmm. just depending on what he needs to and he clearly doesn't not track back so it's great. Yeah. Instead of a player like Castanier who was doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> He's a good watch but I quite like watching Castanier. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, Michael, he still made a couple of mistakes. Michael Smith, too, that almost led to goals. But I think the difference was he actually went back and recovered them this time. You know, instead of leading through to, you know, he's been at fault for two goals over the last four games. So, uh, he's uh, like you say, he's bouncing back, and uh, long may it continue. Uh, just before half time, a couple of proper bomb scare moments. The first one from Craig Halkett when he just let the ball bounce clean over his head. Uh, the ball fell to Michael Moffat, who 30 years ago probably would have ran on and tucked it away. <laughs> um, moments later, Popescu done the exact same thing, if you remember, from a goal kick, uh, almost putting Walsh through to score. Um, what do you think of Halkett and Popescu from this this week's action? Um, get, it's getting a bit thin, me trying to defend them, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they kept a clean sheet, though, and, and I think it was a bit more controlled but it's just constantly there. It's the constantly there that that danger that one of them's going to make a mistake that's going to lead to a goal constantly. Mm-hmm. Craig Gordon's not had that many clean sheets. I sold him getting a clean sheet in this game, and it's nothing to do with Craig Gordon. <laughs> I just don't trust him. 
they terrify the life out of me. Like, yep. they really do. Um, Hannah, we've joked about better. Like, I guess that the thing is that there's no, no need for no, better no, to no, come no. back. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't see where the difference would be if better was there other than he's slightly slower than Popescu. Aye, the mistakes would just be in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is not a oh, one or the other. This is they both need to leave. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you think now? I've, I've said for, for a long time, as you know, Craig Halkett isn't cut out to play for Hearts in the at Premier League at a good level. What are you? What's your thoughts now on going back up? Jinky still just needs a good partner next to him, or Jinky? Yeah, Sada? I've seen him play well in the SPL. Um, I'm not sure how he'll play. It's, it's, I think his confidence has taken a big hit. It's 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 always difficult when you get relegated and you maybe have a bit of imposter syndrome. But I think get John Suter back. Hopefully, John Suter's at the same level that he was, and I think they can form a partnership again. I've seen it. I've seen it in, with my eyes be all right in the Premier League. That's the thing for me, but he's just been all right. You know what I mean? And yeah. with Berra now out of the picture, you know, we need, and John Suter, you know, how long is he going to last? Again, realistically, no one knows the answer to that. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's now with an asterisk next to John Suter when he comes back, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Aye. I don't disagree with that, Jarvie. Like, there, there's a genuine argument we could we need to sign three centre backs in the summer. Yeah. Because of Suter's injury problems and Popescu and Berra aren't good enough. Mm-hmm. Popescu, well, Berra, Berra will be away in the summer, surely, unless he gets an extension. Right. <laughs> um, uh, I wouldn't be disappointed to see how he go in the summer. But you just know he's going to go to someone like St Mirren. It's like the conversation we had about Jamie Walker. He's going to go somewhere like St, uh, St. Mirren, St Johnston. He's going to get his game every week, be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just about making sure they're getting the right coaching then, isn't it? Mm. I think it'd be the right place, but Lee McCulloch, uh, he's played everywhere. Robbie Nielsen, a defender. Yeah, and We've got the, the coaching set up there at a decent level. I don't know, something's going on. At the back. Um, just to cover off the back four, since we've covered off three of them. Uh, Stephen Kingsley, how Jenky done on Saturday? Solid as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is good seeing. He's a much better. He's a good defender, but he's he's really good going forward. As we've seen, he's scored plenty of goals. He's he's good at delivering the ball into the box. So it is good seeing him able to confidently push a bit forward, just like Michael Smith, knowing that Halliday can and will cover behind them. Yeah. Because I'd much rather have Kingsley on the edge of the box trying to cross it than Andy Halliday. Same. Mm. <laughs> mm. Interesting. Well, that led us into halftime. 66% possession, five shots, four on target. It's quite a good ratio. Uh, and five corners from the first half. Uh, immediately as the second half started Gary Mackay Stephen should have scored at the back post he decided to try and use his foot instead of his head despite the ball being at head height um, now your thoughts let's go into GMS in a bit more detail your thoughts on his performance um, we all know was quite poor does he need dropped for Jamie Walker now next week yeah you can't really when Jamie Walker came on he looked he really changed the, the tempo. Everyone seemed that they were a bit more alert and alive. And I don't know whether that was just because Jamie Walker 
what changed, but it, it just looked much better. I think Jamie Walker is a great impact sub, but I think he would be better than GMS right now. Yeah. We've seen Walker come on several, well, sorry, Ben Walker started several times this season. He's been quite poor um, from the off. That's the problem. He's, I think he's got six goals and six assists this season now. I don't know how many have been from the bench, but it feels like most of them. But um, how many do you think Walker has to start now? And let's have a look at him and see if he can do it consistently for 90 minutes. Yeah, I think I'm sort of done with GMS now. Um, he's he's had probably more chance than the likes of Freer, Castanier, Roberts have. And, you know, he's, he sort of gets the benefit of the doubt because he's played at this level and he's a known entity, but he's, he's just not doing enough and you know, even last week we thought right there we go it was a good assist he's he looked a bit more lively and it's just went straight back to being like playing like with a man down so yeah your, your options are really what Castanier or Walker or Naismith maybe if he's not injured and yeah it's Walker every time so go for mm-hmm. it see what he can do and you know what you, again you know what you get with Walker as well you know that if he's having a bad day Christ it's going to be crap but you can pull off bits of magic. So take that risk. It's, it's more than what GMS has done. Mm-hmm. It is really bewildering how we've got no money. Hanny's just list, <laughs> listed off 10 players there that we don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the club's on fire there. <laughs> well, our, our winger department's on fire. Yeah. Um. <laughs> to cover off our uh, striker partnership this week, uh, last week we compared them to the likes of um, Cole and York, who else? Sutton and Larson, etc., etc. Um, how did you feel, Boyce and, and Andwili played together this week? Yeah, it wasn't as fluid as last week. I felt like they were a lot better, but um, they're still creating chances. Nandwili does so much good running for for a, a supposed target man. I can't get over how much he works and how well he runs the channels. It's really not what I was expecting of him as a player. I mean, he's still good in the air in the box, as we've seen. He scored a couple of headers now mm-hmm. and another one the other the other day there. But he just seems to be able to do everything. And Liam Boyce is, in my opinion, right now, our best player. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the work rate on the both of them really, really helps because if you're not playing like out-and-out wide men, you sort of need the, the strikers to, to press the two centre-backs so that the full-backs and, and everything can push up. I'm really excited about Nandwili for next season. I think, um, I'm hoping once crowds are back in the stadium, he's going to be really fired up and playing at the Premier Premier level. I think he's really going to surprise uh, a lot of people how good he yeah. is. I think we've signed some player. Just hope he keeps it up. Just like we said, just got to keep him happy. Hope he likes the city. Um. He, and I hope Nielsen stays confident. Yeah, he's with us until the end of next season. Oh, that's good. I do wonder if so, you then get that through next season, whereas if he is playing really well, you, you're going to be having this conversation around Christmas, around contracts. <laughs> aye. Aye. Where we go, oh, wait, we have a striker here that scored 18 goals. Um, he should probably deserve a, a pay rise. And Nielsen goes... Oh no no no! Speak about this in in March, <laughs> or you're only getting offered nine hundred pound for your cheek. Um, bye. 
done well, done well. Not as good as as the week before, Simon, like you say, but uh, a few people have been complaining, but I think they showed us enough, didn't they? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Eventually. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the 65th minute, GMS and McInef went off for Walker and Castanier. Um, McInef had a pretty quiet game. I I guess he's not made a huge impact since joining us. Uh, What's your thoughts on him a good few weeks on now? I think he has made a good impact. I thought he's been great. I think he does a lot of the the running. I think just eventually, if we think about what this is, his third start, fourth start, mm-hmm. fourth, I think, yeah. And I, I think it is always difficult moving to a new club. And to be honest, I think just his work rate and his energy is that what apparently what appears to be a good attitude. This is going to serve him well. Mm-hmm. I don't think he shakes responsibility. I think he's quite willing to to put the defensive work in. It always overlaps. See when the first week we had him and he overlapped Liam Boyce and he was running beyond him into the box. I got excited because I hadn't seen that at Hearts in so long. A midfielder overlapping. So I, I really like him. I think he's the, the exact type of midfielder we need. Mm-hmm. And it would be perfect to build uh, a centre mid around him and Irvin, but obviously Irvin's going to uh, Aberdeen next next season. <laughs> no, unfortunately so. Um, I think with McInef, like the the better the standard of football is, he'll just consistently play to that standard. So I think he'll be absolutely fine next year. I think he'll be a key player once he gets more comfortable. Yeah, and he's at a perfect age. We've signed a player with if he if he does do well, he can leave for free in the summer one year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, fantastic signing policy for two hundred. Yeah. Um, that was Jamie Walker coming on at this point as well. Uh, would you say the notice the game notice, noticeably became more fluid after his arrival? Yeah, I think um, I don't know if he was told to do this or whatever, but the the ball seemed to move a lot quicker in the final third. We weren't taking as many touches. We weren't sort of scurrying up one wing and then trying to come back on ourselves. It was a lot more direct. It was a lot more mm-hmm. get the ball into Boyce and Andrewley around the box and and Jamie Walker just trying like link link things with simple touches and not force anything too complicated. And it worked. It worked really well. We ended up scoring the first goal from a corner. Um, I thought it was I thought he, he changed the game completely and it it at least they made the half last half hour was it that he came on? A bit exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Aye, it was good. But moving on to the, the goal, uh, an inch perfect ball in from Andy Irvin, uh, putting it on Nandouli's head, powerful header past the keeper. Uh, Hammy keeper could have done better. The ball was like on the six yard line. Um, I think yeah, you know when when the ball's coming in around in or around the six yard box, you sort of hope your keeper will come out for it. But at the same time, just the size and the the absolute unit that Nando really is, uh, it's hard to it's going to be hard to challenge for that. Um, it's a great header, and, and who would have thought putting good balls into the box under the big man's heat would um, provide goals. Mm-hmm. I think we should start doing it more. I know. It makes sense. Um, what did you think Andy Irvin's performance? A wee bit quiet, but he was still pulling strings. I had some good passes, some some good... He, he just does things that no one else on our team can do. Um, he's got a range of passing better than, than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like front-to-back ball that can get quickly up to Nandulian Boyce is always effective. If teams do counter, we can sort of counter that quickly if if Irvin's on the turn. The yeah, it's it's like I said, but and a quiet game, but pretty tidy. 
nothing nothing lost, nothing gained. Yep. Oh, fair enough. Um, Dario Zanata came on for air, a previous Hearts signing under Nielsen, and he immediately had a chance, but the good Hearts man decided to pass it sideways instead of shooting in a one-on-one situation. That was very nice of you, Mr Zanata. Thank you. Um, on the 83rd minute, Nandwili went off. Uh, Mr Angry A.D. White came on. Uh, Cameron, your favourite player. Uh, what, did you re- what did you think of A.D. coming on for the last 10? Uh, the last 10 minutes, um, not a huge amount. Uh, we'll run about. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> not what she could say, really. Um, but I do hope we keep him around. Uh, he looked a bit calm for me. He was not looking for an effect. <laughs> Disappointed. Um, as usual, Nielsen just killed the game with 10 minutes to go there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we did get another goal. Um, and, and what an interesting goal and talking point this has been. Uh, on the 86th minute, um, Jamie Walker started an attack, playing it out wide to Michael Smith, who swung it into Castanier, who accidentally provided Jamie Walker with a, a beautiful cushion header. And Walker tucked it away. No one's claiming he done that on purpose. <laughs> no one. There is people, loads of people claiming it, but surely no. Lots of people, honestly. The ball smacked him in the side of the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm a sad bastard, right? I, I screen recorded the goal, right, from a replay, and done it in slow motion. And he actually like moves his head forward, like to try and score it. And the ball comes off the back of his head. It's just the most perfect cushion to Jamie Walker. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> so there's no chance he meant to score that. Uh, sorry, it's no, tra- no chance he tried to pass that to Walker. Um, good, first of all, good finish from Walker. Would GMS have scored that? He missed a lot easier one last week, so I wouldn't want to put any money on it. Yeah. But it, it was still a difficult finish. It wasn't a an open goal or anything, and there was bodies in the way. The ball was moving quickly. Mm-hmm. It's a great finish. Does anyone think GMS would have tucked that away? <laughs> <laughs> That's the confidence levels of that man. That we... Aye. You need some time at, time at the spotlight, just a game or two. Eh? Come back in. Um, we need to stop signing players that need time out of the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> you know. uh, just finally, on the 90th minute, uh, the subs linked up with Jamie Walker playing through Castanier, um, who almost scored. Uh, the keeper touched it wide. Uh, Liam Boyce is absolutely fuming that he never played it across the box to him for a tap in. Did you think that was a bit harsh? You've always got to shoot, don't you? That sort of position. Yeah, I'd I'd be I'd probably be more disappointed if Boyce wasn't angry that he wasn't given the chance to score. It means he's that late in the game he's still wanting to score, which is a good sign. But I, you know, Castanier, it would also be amazing for him if he got a goal. So go for it if you can. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just glad they're still going for goals at that point. Yeah, it's it's a rarity, that's for sure. Under Nielsen, normally we'd have nine behind the ball. Showing up shop 22. <laughs> uh, game stats on that one then uh, 64% possession, 20 shots, nine on target, eight corners. And Andy Halliday never got booked, unbelievable. 
That's surely got to be the first game all season we've not had a card. <laughs> I know, I think it might be like, yeah, it may well be. What What's your thoughts on the game overall, boys? The diamond better than the, the previous still? I think it is. I think if we try Jamie Walker at the, the top of that diamond, I think that could be something. And if Jamie Walker can be bothered. Mm-hmm. But, I, I'm, I much prefer that midfield at the moment. Much yeah. prefer it. Haldi looks good. McInef seems to fit that role really well. We get Nandwili and Boyce, probably our two best players right now, on the park. Mm-hmm. It saves us from playing the 40 wingers we've signed in the last season. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And one of them's been good enough and he can't stay fit. <laughs> Fair enough. Any final thoughts on the game? Just one of those games that you'll never remember when someone asks you about it, isn't it? Right. you look back at the season you just go there'll be oh, a on, on this day tweet and it'll be like hearts beat whoever it was 2-0 I've already forgot who it was there <laughs> <laughs> that was that um, I always enjoy watching Michael Moffat he's an absolute legend anyway it looks like um, he should be playing Sunday League I mean I'm sure he's extremely talented and very fit you don't play that level if you're not but it looks mm. like He's the type of guy who would be phenomenal for the first 15 minutes in a Sunday league game and then do nothing. You've got to admire these veteran centre forwards. That they just they know they, there's no point in them doing the running, just Aye. constantly hanging about as high up the park as they can. <laughs> Love that. Um, but they are basically just an elite Sunday league team. <laughs> Feels like that, doesn't it? Aye. Aye. Well, that was that one in the bag. Um, Hammy, over to you now for Out of Context, Jambles Kickback. Let's see what they've been saying this week. Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. So I'm going to take us back to a previous topic we, we really talked about because I want to see what the, uh, the podcast fam, what their opinions are. And um, just to shed some light on what the kickback uh, thinking is at the moment. I've also got a juicy rumour, a juicy kickback rumour as well. So this was the Andy Irvin thread. Now, give it about two months ago, it was all, you know, jah, just let him go. Just let him go. We don't need him. And then he started playing well again. So there's a wee bit more chat. So go through some of the um, the views so one, say, one guy says, good delivery for the opener today, but once again, didn't really stand out. There's bits of a good player in there, but he is a long way from the finished article. The harsh truth is he will not develop further as a player under the coaching staff at the club. And for his own sake, he should leave. Another one says, all no, the positive... No, no, that, that's far too, that's far too <laughs> reasonable. <laughs> that is far too reasonable for a kickback. I'm, I'm setting the bar high at the start, don't worry. Right, so... Um, all the positive aspects to his game are inherent. Passing, set-piece delivery, clean way he strikes a shot. The elements that need developed, notably fitness, moving the ball quicker, and game awareness, particularly defensively, are unchanged. You would have thought that playing at lower level would have been the ideal time to work on those, but there is no evidence of that. Another one says, he was our best player today. If anyone disagrees, tell me who was better. 
He takes responsibility on the ball. He doesn't take the easy way out. It wasn't till Walker came on that there was much of the there was a bit of life and desire about the team, which makes it a bit easier for Irving to find pockets that some of our players couldn't dream about. Maybe he would be better doing what Halliday does and just takes the easy way out and knock it backwards and sideways. At least we have a player who can control and pass a ball, and we have clowns on here looking for faults. We have a proper player here. Anyone who can't see that is watching the wrong sport. You're here. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely touches today and a couple of good passes. Played well. His first touch a few times in the middle was exquisite. Um, another one says, I'd like to keep Irving, but depends how much he's asking for. He could turn out good, but doesn't control the game enough to contribute with enough goals or assists to be paying big bucks for. It's interesting, Dario Zanata was on the bench for air today. Another player who looked promising, promising at times, but being on their bench says it all. I, sort of I never comparing there. I, I never put Dario Zanata in the brackets, Andy Evan. I'm pretty sure Andy Evan has already got more first team appearances than Dario Zanata ever dreamed of. Right. But to be fair, I, I, would, I would put Zanata in the same brackets as Lewis Moore and Henderson. Did they get that many appearances as them? Maybe as many as Lewis Moore, but I think Henderson's probably eclipsed them now as well. Probably now, yeah. yeah. And now we've got some um, some kickback rumours about uh, Andy Irving. So some, they said, all down to money at the end of the day, a low basic wage is going to scupper any chance of him say it, staying. Now, we talked about this a few times about how we've changed the lower basic wage, higher bonuses. Um, so apparently someone says he is demanding stupid money and you all think he's nuts. Think again. Um, some days, I think the wage structure, if the high basic and low bonus structure was correct, needs to change. It would be unfortunate to lose Irving because we're switching to a lower basic and higher bonus structure. But I'd rather see us get policy right than keep hold of any individual player. Another one says, uh, not in the know, but speaking to a guy who claims to be friendly with him and having played youth football together, he has no intention of re-signing, according to the boy. And another one says, whether he signs or not, well, we don't know and probably never will the reason why not if he doesn't. In my opinion, it will be a huge mistake letting him leave if we've low-balled. If he just fancies something else, fair enough on all sides. If we've not looked after him right or not putting an offer in line with what others are at the club are getting, I'd be pissed off. And through it all, I'm not often pissed off at the club. So, you know, if we've low-balled him because we're now not given players a high basic wage, Demure, and he's pissed off because Demure is getting something stupid a week. I can understand why, but would you push the boat out for him and sort of tear up the sort of wage structure that we're trying to implement? No. I think he is, he is the future. He is a great player, but you can't say that, oh, we're going to change it, and then the first player to fucking complain about it just change it back to it and just go, all right, right, well, this one. Because then the next player will just go, oh, we well, changed it for him. Yeah, absolutely. For me? Absolutely sets a precedent that you can't do right at the beginning. You know, if you're in a full reset where, which we've, we've kind of said we are, and you're trying to build that back up and, and offload your, your heavier paid players to then turn around, as you've said, first time around and, and buckle, mm. it's finished before you even start. Yeah, I get it, but I think it still all needs to be within reason. I mean, it's such an open question. If Andy Irvin's only been offered £900 a week, then that's farcical. But on the other yeah, end, that's of the, scale, the other coin, yeah. That's if he's asking coin. for, I don't know what, what 
four grand a week would be ridiculous, she would probably say. But if yeah. they were to come somewhere in the middle and make it a shorter term deal, you know, a two year deal for a couple of grand a week, well paid and see what you've got, go and get a bigger contract if you earn it. You know, I think that there need to be there has to be middle ground here. And as for him not having no interest in re-signing, that's not what I've been told. He's from Edinburgh, he loves hearts. He used to be a hearts ball boy. Why would he be desperate to leave the club that he's grew up supporting? That's nonsense. Hey, Jarvie, this is Jamal's get back, all right? It's definitely <laughs> true. Did you, not hear, did you not hear that this guy's friend used to be friends with him? <laughs> God sake. It's a lot of um, throwing uh, wet paper at a wall and seeing which one sticks there. <laughs> um, I'm just sick of Jambo's kickback reminding me of Demur to be honest I keep forgetting about him it's... Uh, yeah. well, that's think, all for today probably. Do, you, do you think um, see if Joel Savage can get rid of Lloyd Demur this summer I think he deserves a knighthood like, he's <laughs> be his number one fan <laughs> Kelly are getting relegated. They can probably take over a few more players. Aye. Mm. Aye. No, we're Tommy right, bro. Tightest man in football. <laughs> Here we go down the park. <clears throat> Signing players for fucking Guile Park Sunday League. <laughs> Showing up the midfield. Demure's like the last bastion of Craig Levine, though, isn't he? No. <laughs> Stephen Nace was here for another Nace couple of years. Yeah, oh, aye. Better. Yeah. Ah, better's away though, we know that. See we if Kelly get <laughs> if Kelly get relegated, do we get Dickabona back? Well, <clears throat> funny you ask that, Paddy, because a, a boy sent me a, a message on Instagram. He he sent Cleva Dickamona a, a private message and asked him if he would come back to Hearts if Kelly got relegated and he sent him back three love hearts. So, <laughs> there you go. That's guaranteed yes. <laughs> I'd take him in a heartbeat as well. Oh aye. Leave it over Popescu any day of the week. 100%. Even though he may be one of the reasons why they bought me the league. <laughs> <laughs> I know, hey, we're desperate to get the centre-back who's been relegated two years in a row. Oh, <laughs> please get him back. Please. And Cleaver may have been at fault for that goal uh, for that last game of the season in Paisley, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> right. Next up, we've got those goddamn eyebrow smokies once again uh, on Saturday at three o'clock. Um, now, another talking point from this one, hashtag selloutgayfield was proposed from the Smokies Twitter admin, and to say it went down like a lead balloon would be an, under, an understatement. For just £5, Heart fans could have entered a draw to win a signed match ball or Heart's top uh, with 3,300 tickets on offer. Hammy, how many tickets have been sold now? 50. <laughs> Five zero fifty have been sold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so spiteful, but absolutely <laughs> the most beautiful thing when I seen that. I felt bad for like a second, but then I thought, I don't fucking care actually, that's fucking hilarious. Uh, it's phenomenal. Like you can get a king rib supper for less than a fiver, you're not gonna waste it on fucking our bro. <laughs> 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 so and to clarify, so our bro. Uh, voted to end the league. However, they did vote for reconstruction. Is it understandable disgruntlement from Hearts fans, or is it a bit harsh? Anybody? Get it up them. <laughs> <laughs> Thought so. Uh, Cameron, you do love a bit of dick. 
Campbell, uh, and they do play in Maroon. <laughs> uh, February's manager of the month, I believe. He was, and it's well deserved. You've got to love Dick Campbell. Eh? <laughs> Doing everything I, I like Dick Campbell. Absolute hero. I don't begrudge Hearts fans who do want to um, do want to donate. That's that's fair enough. I personally just think fuck them because Same. we can't just go about bailing out every club in this league. We are we tried that. With Mr. Anderson, so he's had your chance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the annoying thing is, Arbroath was like the dream away day for this season. Eh? Had it all planned, but Aye. COVID's just uh, the caravans kept on moving. Eh? The big infection <laughs> machine. Um, now, in terms of form going into this one, away from home, we are two games on the bounce, 1 1 still. Um, and Arbroath, who had one of the best home records in Europe last season. They've been pretty good this season too, uh, picking up points against Rafe, Dunfermline, Inverness, Dundee and Ayr all since the turn of the year. However, uh, losing to the world-beating Queen of the South last time out. How do we see this one going? It'll uh, be really, really exciting. The most <laughs> exciting brand of football you've ever seen on these shores. <laughs> and uh, it'll just be a great victory for the heart of Midlothian. <laughs> I <sighs> That'll be us. No, you not, not believe me now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I, it'll just be a shite game, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just, I, I'm just set to just write off this season as shite games and get back. Too many teams are just coming in, 10 men behind the ball, and we don't know how to break it down, and we'll go there and we'll finally get a late goal because that's what we do so that's what will happen put your money on it hearts to score after 60 minutes and win 1-0 <laughs> something like that mm-hmm. I think our, our, how's our both former they've lost the last two but they won two before that so it's they're good at home always yeah. good at home but Queen of the South beat them but Queen of the South could beat anyone in Europe at the moment <laughs> yeah, by the way that, remember that we are short the goal scorer from the first time we went there. What, Gino? No, it was Whiten. Oh, so it was, eh? That was a terrible game of football. Oh, like, wow. it was truly awful. <laughs> that was the game Ginelli got injured, eh? After, like, which, 10 which injury? And... Time in, yeah. <laughs> the, the first time, <laughs> I should say. Yeah. Uh, Hammy, as for the, the style of play this season, what else did you expect under Nielsen? Um, that's a very good point <laughs> <laughs> right Cameron I, th- I think we all know how this is going to go will we go over to you now for, uh, for buy or sell please oh yeah alright let's do this so a roundup of last week and gents one person did quite well one person did averagely three people did pretty atrociously <laughs> so let's round it up. In last place last week, um, yourself, Jarvey, with a grand total of no points. Oh, wow. Fuck. Um, Boyce and Andrea to combine for over 1.5. He bought it. And they only got one. Over 63% possession. You sold it. And Hearts had 64% possession. Hearts over 2.5 goals. You bought it. And 
That wasn't either. <laughs> and then Craig Gordon to keep a clean sheet, you had no faith. So zero points for you, Jarvit. Bloody hell, that's awful. Simon and Paddy, one apiece. I'm up there in two. And then the man who went against the trend with three. Well done. <laughs> Where that leaves us on running totals is Paddy makes up very little ground on those around him, up to 27 points. Then it's up to Jarvis, who slips into second last on 31. Myself on 32. Simon on 33. And our new leader on 34 is Hammy. Can I just say something? Craig, this is a message. It was nothing to do with you why I sold that you would get a clean sheet. I had every faith. There's just two men in front of you who I just can't bring myself to trust since last time. They broke my heart. Please forgive me, Craig. <laughs> Beautiful. But I'm not giving you a chance to buy it back this week because it ain't on the buy or sell. Oh. <laughs> we do not make amends on this show. So I thought also at this point, good to bring you up to date where we are on that average three goal per game um, piece, which we looked at at the beginning of the season. I would it's safe to say that we're going to struggle to get there now. So, <laughs> well, we have to average about five goals a game. <laughs> so here we are. Here's, here's how it sits. 20 games played, 48 goals. That's an average of 2.4 per game. Seven games left, 33 goals needed. That is an average of 4.7 goals per game. <laughs> I fucked it. Clarify <laughs> um, the buy and sells on that. The run. Oh, that is a good shout. Did everybody oh, not buy it? No, because <laughs> no I, I don't think that. everybody bought it. Season long. Okay, hearts over 3.5 goals. Uh, two people sold it. Uh, yourself, Jarvie, and Hammy, you sold it. Did oh, I? Was not looking good just you know just before Christmas we were right up in that three and then a big slide. <laughs> so this week's now bearing in mind that in the one 0 away win and at the beginning of the season I think it was second game of the season Hearts had sixty percent possession um, and in the three one game at Tynecastle we had sixty four so the line for this week on possession is over sixty two percent. I'm going to buy. buy that. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Man. I'm going to buy it as well, yeah. I think we're all buying it. That maybe was too safe a line. House. Should have put that to 63. <laughs> so, um, Nandwili has scored in his last two. Does he make it a hat-trick of games and keep his scoring streak alive with another goal this week? Sell. <laughs> you have little faith, Paddy. Say that again, sorry. Uh, Nandwila has scored again this week. I'm going to buy that. Sell. Uh, I think I'm going to sell as well. I think it's Boyce's turn this week. Mm. Short a bit. Um, now I'm going to buy. Hammy did well last week. Let's copy him. You <laughs> <laughs> got <your> bastard. <laughs> um, okay, so in the first game, Total goals, there was one goal. So there was a Hearts 1-0 win. And in the second game, it was a 3-1 home win to Hearts. So four goals in that game. The line for total goals is over 2.5. Sell. Sell. 
Sell. Sell. I'm going to buy. So we'll <laughs> make up some points here. I'm going to buy. You've been drinking. You're going to have both. <laughs> oh, it's getting late in the season. You need to make up those points. So, many opportunity. And the last line for this week is shots on, shots on target. So, in the first game, Hearts had four shots on target and they scored with a quarter of them. Um, and in the second game, Hearts had five shots on target and they scored three of them. So, this week, I want to know if Hearts will have over 4.5 shots on target. Bye. I'll buy that. Bye. Yeah, I'll buy that. Everybody's buying that, and I'm buying it as well. I bought them all. There you go. There you go. Mm. So, that's them in the books. Still tight going into those last seven games. I will keep you updated on where we sit next week. Lovely jubbly. Thank you, Cameron. Um, and, and before we go, Cameron, you're going to read us a wee bedtime story as we... Oh, he's shaking his head. Know this day in hearts this week. I can't find the book. I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> can't find it. The book's gone. The segment's gone. The league's gone. <laughs> ah, well. Well, thank you, Cameron. And thank you, boys, for your time once again this week. And a special thanks to Padman Productions for its copious amounts of editing time as ever. Um, the game at the weekend was quite underwhelming. You could probably say so was this episode. But if you've got any complaints, you can email heartspodcast at gmail.com. But if you enjoy that, spread the good word on social media, uh, on Instagram and Twitter, at hearts underscore podcast. Uh, if you enjoy the patter and you listen through iTunes, uh, please leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, if you're leaving on Spotify, then just tell all your friends and family about it. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon. Hearts, 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 hearts. <laughs>